Hello you, tuning in to Psychomedy. It's Rafaela here from ThreadUp. ThreadUp brings exciting new changes to its services in direct response to what we learned while supporting comedians and creatives through the crisis with their mental health and including those who lost their income. Check it out at threadup.co.uk and get in touch to arrange your therapy that supports creativity. Psychomedy. I'm Nathan Cassidy, stand-up comedian and Bachelor of Science in Psychology, a subject I've been studying for 25 years and a quarter of a century of studying the fascinating way our minds work on and off stage, alongside being stand-up for the last 10 years. Let me here today discussing the psychology of comedy with today's very special guest, the superbly brilliant Kim Noble. Kim, hello. 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 Such a, such a thrill to have you on. Psychomedy today. Um, Kim joins me on Zoom in lockdown two. Mm. So Kim, you're, you're someone I could talk to all day. So uh, here we go. I'm going to talk to you all day. No, not. Um, your work is uh, so brilliant and fascinating in equal measure. But um, for those that don't know your work, I'd direct That's people many. to... That's <laughs> many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the few, for the one or two people yeah, that don't know yeah. your work, I'd... Um... You'll find your numbers dropping off on your podcast for this. Sort of thing. <laughs> Who yeah. the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. We'll Maybe. report back up. We'll report back on numbers to you, yeah, just yeah, to yeah, give you an yeah. idea where you stand up yeah. against. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, your brilliant podcast, Futile Attempts, which we'll play in a clip from shortly and chat about because it's really one of the uh, you know best things I've heard. It's it, it's amazing. Oh, bless you. And also for a bit of background to uh, point people to Stuart Goldsmith's recent Comedians Comedian podcast that you did that explains so much about your past work and how you go about it. So uh, we probably won't cover the same ground um, there. So firstly, how are you, Kim? How's, the, how's this uh, lockdown to the sequel treating you? Wow. Um, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get too depressing too quickly. <laughs> let's, let's try and keep the two, no, the two do, listeners. Do it. Do um, it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm okay, actually. I'm okay. Last week was a bit weird. What? It's a bit weird with lockdown for me because I, 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 I feel like I've been self-isolating for about 44 years. So <laughs> it hasn't yeah. made a lot of difference. To, I'm, this is where I am, what you can see. I kind of live here anyway. I don't really... It's quite nice having an excuse not to go out. Yeah. Yeah, that's the good side. There obviously are bad sides as well. Yeah, I mean, we've heard that from other kind of people that they're used to their own company. And this is actually, in some ways, made them feel possibly a bit happy. I mean, you talked on the Comedians Comedian podcast about summer being a a bad time for you. Was that anything to do with the fact that, oh, now we can go out, you know, now we can escape. You know what? I'm such a selfish wanker. (laughs) <laughs> that people were dying people are dying all over the world and what got me down was me and my my work <laughs> didn't give a shit about lockdown or, or about covid i did give a shit but it was just like yeah no it's nothing to do with that it's, are you sure it's a very difficult time surely you're suffering no no i'm just really 
yeah it's all to do with me and me and me and me and me so yeah it's it's a bit weird i i i, I haven't the lockdown hasn't you know i'm really lucky and you know a lot of people aren't but i'm really lucky um yeah. uh, i mean for you i mean i don't also don't rely on stand-up gigs for cash i don't know if mm. you do but i i don't yeah. so that's kind of i haven't been stung that way like a lot of comedians i imagine yeah no maybe maybe i had it wrong on the comedians comedian podcast but you, you mentioned that it was you know the the kind of anxiety and depression you were feeling over the summer was about getting up in front of people again i just yeah. thought that might, might have been to do with the fact that oh now we've got to come out of lockdown and actually do some no, stuff that no is, that um, i yeah. think I, I i think i that's kind of um what i'm trying to work out at the moment that's just kind of something that's always terrified me and that was pre that was before covid do you know what i mean it was getting up in front of people terrifying yeah yeah that's been kind of i'm trying to work it wow this is quite a weird time to um talk to you actually <laughs> because right. i'm trying to work it out at the moment how this thing of why i'm so terrified of standing up in front of people or presenting stuff and mm. uh and that kind of came to a head in the summer when i was having to you know i am kind of making a live piece of work you know why why am i doing that if i if i hate it so much mm. well it's quite i mean it's very common as i'm sure you know with other mm. performers yeah. is that yeah has that always been the case from the time even with like the double you know the, the double act and has it always been the um, case that you've been scared I think I've got more nervous as I've got older. Mm. I've got more nervous of being of being harmed, I suppose. I don't know why I've got this weird uh, fear of being harmed and fear of failing in front of people, I think is pretty big. Mm. Um, well, phys physically harmed by the audience, yeah. right? No, not by the audience, by the stuff that I do, because I suppose my work, there's two elements to it in a way there's the kind of what the public see but then there's the, the the things that i do beforehand as part of my sort of life that sometimes can be difficult i suppose not that difficult but um yeah that that could, could can put myself in strange situations and i'm not yeah. that confident a person so it's kind of, I think people get the wrong idea that I'm this kind of, right, I don't give a shit. Let's go and punch some old ladies and record <laughs> it and put it on stage because that's going to be funny. Um, I've only done that once. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what that... <laughs> that's a hint of the new show that's yeah um, yeah, punch, yeah punching old ladies yeah, yeah, in hospital. Yeah. It hasn't um, been done that. It hasn't been done before, I don't think. <laughs> trying to push new ground. Yeah, splitting the audience. People that like you punching old ladies yeah, and people yeah, that don't. Yeah, it's Marmite. <laughs> Some people yeah. really love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what's one of the things that's so inspiring about your podcast. That, um, you know, I like to think I push the boundaries a little bit, but then listening to your podcast, I think, no, I don't at all. It's like you're putting yourself in, you're putting yourself in these situations where, yeah, I think, I mean, you're going to get, you're going to get beaten up here. Yeah. And, um, I yeah i i kind of um in fact there was one there was one uh, actually talking about the podcast that's okay there was one mm. moment in it where i went down to sting's mansion yeah. and uh it's amazing, uh, it's amazing. And some people heard i was shitting myself going down there and then i was there 
and then the security kind of fair enough like told me to bugger off totally <laughs> fair enough you know but then the word got around this little hamlet this little village that there's this kind of weirdo going around asking people about their sex lives with a with a, <laughs> with a microphone and at that point i was in a tent in a field up the road and then these guys like it's in the podcast came up and like oh and i was just like i was i mean i'm feeling it now i'm kind of feel just talking about it like mm fuck um came up and (laughs) threatened me and i'm not i'm just i'm a bit of a weakling really so i was just absolutely shitting myself but then i and i got in the car and kind of drove off but then i stopped and then had this desire to go back (laughs) find them again which didn't make didn't make the podcast but um (laughs) Uh, yeah, but that was just terrifying driving down this country road thinking this van's going to come the other way and I'm going to get, oh, it's going to end in tears. But there was some kind of something that forced me to do it, to confront that, even though I was shaking with fear to do it. And it's like, mm. I mean, I've got a kind of stupid note on the wall. I've got all these wanky self-help notes on the wall. Face everything, avoid nothing, it says just there. Because uh, I'm so scared of most yeah. things, like of this even, you know, of talking here that, um, yeah, that there's something in me that I feel I've got to try and get out, you know, and try and face the world, try and face um, getting on stage or face doing work or, yeah. Wow, yeah. There, there we go, we're getting into it. Yeah, no, I don't think it's wanky at all, having things on the wall, I have something on my wall here. What is that? What, what, what are those f- pictures on the wall? This is not, oh, these, this, is, this these... isn't good audio, is it? Talking about your, <laughs> talking about your background. <laughs> now this is the bit of video we'll have to release. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, these are just Rat Pack pictures, but uh, uh, they are. It is Rat Pack. The, yeah, the Rat Pack yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, no, but I've got, a, I've got a little picture over there saying make your mark on the world. So yeah, if you, yeah. I think if you have things on the wall, which says, yeah, fight your fears. Or yeah, I was thinking about yeah. this earlier. Do 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 one thing every day that scares you, and do oh. as you say. Do the oh, do the sometimes do how do the opposite. Do the opposite of what you feel like you were driving away from Sting's house, being scared, and the total opposite of what you feel is. Oh, I'll go back there and see what happens. That's what, yeah. what makes interesting life and in de- definitely art. You know, yeah. to do the opposite of what you would normally do. Yeah, I think I've stopped doing that. I've got to say, I, I think I've 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 become so nervous that I I've kind of I, that was a moment of madness that that <laughs> doing that. I, I I've kind of stopped. I did some um, when I got in trouble for a piece of work a couple of years back. I and I went really downhill. Um, I took on some CBT training. Mm. on online actually and um and it was it was kind of it was free which was good and it was shit which was bad and um <laughs> and um because they, they couldn't quite understand it's quite weird you know it's quite weird to kind of say try like explain what i do to various therapists <laughs> um so i was trying to explain and I, it came down to just being, okay, well, you've got to confront your fear of getting up in front of people and being funny or not being funny, do it, just getting up in front of people. So it was that thing that I don't know what they, oh God, I forgot the name of it now. When you do, like if you're scared of spiders, you might look at a picture of a spider on day one, day two. Systematic desensitization. 
there there we go um and so initially i had to get on a bus go into public and smile at somebody <laughs> okay and they yeah. kind of got me to do it on a bus i don't know why it was a bus but like <laughs> going to public and do that and then the next stage was speak to someone who i didn't know on on a bus and then stage three was um go drive, drive start, the bus yeah, yeah. Then blow up the bus. <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting into. I'm pretty sure it was CBT. <laughs> um, but and then, but the stage before that was go up and tell someone a joke. I mean, I don't. Well, I've never told any jokes in my life. But yeah. it meant get. It was. I would be shit, shitting it up to the really shitting it going up to them. And that's kind of the worst thing I think I've ever possibly done in my life. And they thought this would be a key to helping me. And it was like, it just, I just ended up looking like a complete wanker, mentally ill. If, if anyone comes up to you in a bus and tells you a joke, they're mental, right? And it was like, I am mentally ill. And I looked really mentally ill. And I was also scared and probably sweating at the same time. And they thought that was a good idea. So doing something every day that scares you is, oh, even you saying that kind of terrifies me in a way. <laughs> yeah. God, that's awful. I mean, what, what people don't talk about maybe with therapy, and I'm a big exponent of, of therapy, and yeah, um, of course. Yeah. is that there is shit therapy as well, yes. as you say. There is shit advice that you get. A mate, yeah. a mate of mine was talking about, he was really struggling at work, working from home, so we phoned yeah. a therapist, and the therapist said, well, why don't you start by counting the right angles in the, the room that you're oh, in? Wow. And he said, why don't you, um, wow. if you, if you get anxious, that's... why don't you count backwards from a hundred it was like this is shit yeah yeah shit kind of the, i actually really like the count, count the right angles if you've got if you've got his name that's a count the right angles it's incredible oh man it didn't help him it didn't know maybe no but i've written it down that's that's gonna <laughs> i've written down a post-it now that's going on my wall after this yeah wow I mean, yeah no therapy is it's difficult in it because i think mm. for people oh my god i'm actually going to give some advice out is that that's, yeah no of course sounds, uh, what a wanker uh, but i think people who are new who don't who don't know therapy it's often tricky because you go to therapy when you're possibly in a in a difficult time right or or, mm. or you're you're seeking seeking answers and you might be quite sensitive or whatever and you know you sometimes you know you just want any help and so you go to the first one or and actually that's not often the best thing to do because it's about that mm. relationship or about finding the person that you kind of connect with or has the right attitude to you not the person that tells you to do count right angles or or tell <laughs> jokes or blow up buses <laughs> yeah absolutely a good therapist will say maybe after a first session this isn't working for me so it's kind exactly of, yeah, yeah, so yeah totally yeah. yeah i mean i'm the person I'm currently with is absolutely took took a while. He hates what I did. The concert. He got cross with me actually, which is quite weird. About when I told him what I did, you know. Anyway, there we go. <laughs> right. Do you, do you, through through therapy and um, yeah. anything else? Do you, do you feel like you have a good understanding of your psychology? I mean, it's, it's, you've talked about depression and in your shows and in your podcast. Is that? Um, is that something you feel like you have a good handle on where, where certain mental health issues come from and what you have to do to manage them? Um, well, I've, 
am I allowed to give away to the listener that you wrote that down? That was your first thing that you wrote down. To, I actually asked you to tell me roughly what we might speak about. And that's the, one of, of the course. first things you put down. Hmm. And I, it was only yesterday, so I haven't got a scripted answer, listeners. Um, <laughs> listener. No, listener. No, no, it's only one. So I really don't know who Kim Noble is. Um, and that's my mum. She, she's starting to forget who Kim Noble is as well because she's quite old. Um, well, Mike, the producer Mike is listening to this he's conversation. He's listening so, in. So, so we, have, we have two listeners. We have two, yeah. Already. Yeah. And you're yeah. kind of listening to yourself. I am. I am. We're, we're, we're a group we're of four. Three. Yeah, or four with my mum. Yeah, it's, it's quite old. She might not be. No, don't talk about my mum. No. Um, uh, but uh, so I, I did think that was one that I was quite confused of. That was I was like, do I understand? And I was like, well, I. Does anybody really mm. understand? I mean, I mean, do we even understand how we work? Do you know what I mean how the mind? Mm. I don't. I have a handle on. That I understand that I get depressed or I understand that I get really anxious, but I don't know where it really comes from. And I don't understand mm. at times why people get, why people, I understand sometimes why I get depressed, but sometimes I think people don't understand why they get down mm. or anxious, Absolutely. you know? And yeah. so I, I, I can't say I've got a full sort of rounded, oh, this is why I'm, I'm in a, because if I did, I think I'd be like, jumping around in the street going, oh, I don't know what I'd be doing jumping around. Telling people jokes on buses, maybe. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then blowing them up. Um, if, if I was in a good place, yeah. Um, but I, I'm trying to, trying to get a handle on it, trying to get a handle on it. Um, mm. but, and I'm quite nervous that I won't. And that's quite, a, that's a bit of a fear, actually. That it's like, oh, shit, I really want to, I really kind of want to understand desperate to understand um and i'm kind of in this ther weird therapy at the moment where it's um there's no well it's low cost therapy it's very cheap so he's kind of learning at the same time um <laughs> not going that well so far um he hasn't told me to go on a bus though um but um he so everything you say to him he's just googling is it yeah yeah pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> even before i say anything he's already on facebook or google i don't know what it is i think he's a therapist <laughs> yeah the taxi's coming around the corner now mate <laughs> yeah. he sure is a therapist um, um at, uh, but i'm trying to so I've kind of resisted years to kind of do that kind of look back at your past thing, you know, and, mm. um, and try and blame your mum for everything. Not your mum. I'm not blaming <laughs> your mum for it. Oh, I'd love to blame your mum for it. Um, but uh, oh, that'd, be, that'd be the answer. If only that was, if then I've got a hand on it. Yeah, I have got a hand on, on it all. It's your mum's fault. Yeah. Do you remember my mum coming up to you when you were a baby and saying you were a cunt? Yeah, it comes down to <laughs> over that. Over and over like, again. Yeah. Really weird. Spitting in my face as well. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of weirdly do that thing that I've resisted of, go, of going back and looking, mm. and looking back into the, the past because I've and I've always resisted that because I've never believed it because okay. I also believe that that's quite dangerous to then be in a position that 
you know, you can go through a life with quite a lot of guilt or quite a lot of whatever, you know, that, that, you know, it's kind of sure it's about now. Why do I have to blame incidents in my past for now? Yes, I can understand with people that have gone through really kind of traumatic, and I mean really traumatic. I don't mean, mm. I don't mean lots of people use the word trauma now and it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I stubbed my toe and that's a deep trauma. <laughs> so I've got to do a fucking, oh my God. <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't know what I mean. But it, but it, it does scare you, does it? Going back into childhood and no. um, thinking, is there anything? Is there yes. anything that I've missed? Yes, sadly, yeah. that sadly, it doesn't scare me at all. I, I, what's sorry? I don't mean to say scares me. It doesn't scare me. What scares me is, is not being able to find the reasons why I'm like this. I okay. suppose that's what it's mm. like. Oh shit! What if? How can I have this? an incident or incidents that happen as a child be to not blame, but be for how I am now. And how can then I resolve that if that happened all those years ago and I'm me now. Mm. Um, and I think that's for, I don't know. It just feels quite a wrong. It feels quite, I don't know, quite, I should be dealing with me now rather than, I suppose that's what CBT does. Right. But, mm. um, but there, there were, there were, I mean, oh God, this is going to get really depressing. Even Michael, the producer, might end up <laughs> cutting, cutting. He's gone. He's it's, gone. He's, he's gone. So it's now the two of us. My mum's gone up to make a cup of tea. So it's really just two of us now. So that's good. Um, yeah, there were there were things in. in I, I had a great childhood. You know, amazing. I'd, if I don't know, do you want to know about this? Of course. Yeah. This yeah. is totally boring. To hear no, about, uh, I mean, I haven't heard it yet, but I don't think it will because it's it is illum it is illuminating hearing about uh, the the past for me absolutely. Um, well, the, yeah, there were times when I wanted to kill myself as an eight year old and a twelve year old, and um, so there was you know quite strong feelings of, and this is why it's ridiculous of not wanting to stand up in front of people or talk in, in groups. So mm. it's kind of a bit weird that I'm. <laughs> doing oh god what the, what i do now um and and there was a there was an incident that happened to me when i was one day old right and um oh god therapists love this shit so i i always fucking don't want to tell them do you know what i mean I, I can see them almost sort of jerking off as soon as i as soon as i <laughs> I, I don't tell them to about six seven <laughs> weeks in because i know it's just going to be the whole th it's like i might as well just yeah that's why you're fucked up kim oh shit okay fine so and i'm confused by it right because i love it it's a great story and i I'm, haven't done a, a piece of work about it I'm, i probably will at some point but i was kind of stabbed as a nurse kind of stabbed me in the in the neck in the in the in the throat as a as a as a one day old baby and um uh yeah so that that was that's quite by mistake or <laughs> well kind of she kind of just lost the plot um yeah wow. i swallowed some cotton she got some scissors and then okay. yeah it just got a bit yeah it's not i don't think she was following procedures as, as they say <laughs> um and she obviously got she got struck off and um oh, wow. and uh i've never done anything with it uh, you know i've spoken to you know i'm very aware of, of 
you know, but that hasn't, you know, I don't care about that. Do you know what I mean? I, that doesn't, mm. I don't feel that is who, but I say that to a therapist and they are literally, you can see them just, oh, <laughs> I mean. Trousers around the ankles. Definitely. It, it's, it's, it's like, uh, so I don't know what to do with that. I don't know what to do with that. Do you know what I mean? What do I do with that? Um, I mean, you, you, you know, might. I mean, what do you think I should do well, with that? <laughs> I mean, I think I think um, a, a one-day-old situation is probably less illuminating than. I mean, you mentioned. I mean, it was illuminating to me. You said this might be boring. Um, sorry if I'm going to bore anyone, but I thought about killing myself at eight and twelve. It's like, yeah. of course, the opposite of boring. It's incredibly. I mean, interesting is the wrong word, but I mean, my goodness. Well, yeah, I mean, it's tra- it's quite tragic, you know. And uh, yeah. But but that I think therapists kind of relate everything to that that day old incident, which I don't at all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can understand the I can understand fear and anxiety coming from this kind of this young, very shy, quiet quiet boy who didn't like to go to cubs or didn't like to um, you know join in with school plays or one of those kind of organised events that that. So that so I've, as my as an adult, I'm doing exactly what I used to hate as a kid, basically. Um, mm. But yeah, so that's 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 that really. I don't know. So I'm trying to kind of so what I was, so I'm trying to kind of when you say do I know I'm trying to work that I am kind of trying to revisit that time yeah. to see whether mm. there's anything in that that I can make myself better now for because mm. you know I don't really. Care. I don't really care about it. It's not like it's some kind, for me, it's not a kind of trauma. At the time, it was a scary time for me when I was young, but at times it wasn't all like that at all. Mm. And I had a great, you know, I was, I was very fortunate. I had a great, you know, loving environment to grow up in. Um, yeah. But so I'm trying to kind of join those dots at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And it did, it is scary. I mean, it's like, I feel like I had a, a, a great child as well, but I mm. know there are things that I potentially saw that maybe i don't want to go back and uh yeah you, know, you mentioned your mom there like ask yeah. my mom what potentially i saw because i feel like i did see mm. them and i feel like it's in my mind somehow and i feel yeah. like it would potentially be helpful to know them but at the same time maybe not maybe it'd be the opposite yeah, would, um, yeah. um so yeah it is uh it is interesting whether to go back and exactly. when you do how far to go back and um in how much detail but yeah i mean it's very freudian to you you know to do that and to and to kind of and also i suppose at the moment we we live in such a kind of blame culture as well that it's got to find you've got to find the reason for everything and it's everything's black and white and and i just don't know that you can i don't know Mm. i'm sure i'm not even sure what i'm saying actually yeah Um, well um should we talk about art for a yeah, bit yeah, in yeah, all these, uh... let's try and get some let's try and get some <laughs> audience back on this baby <laughs> yeah. let's get mike back in the room um, <laughs> because um at least at least we have yeah, our art right God. it's it's something yes. that's um something that david mills said on this podcast he said because oh, i was talking to him about you know the struggles and he said yeah struggles at least we've got this you know whether it's yeah. up and down whether it's hard totally we've, we've got something and other yeah. people don't have anything yeah. they don't have yeah ambition they don't have something to do every day yeah. we you have Completely. your art and i think it's um, yeah. it's always it's always helped me and um because yes. there's always but, no one no one can stop a comedian yeah. a, an artist doing the next project yes. which, is, yeah. which is deliberating right yeah 
and, and and also we have this you know your podcast you know we have we have we are listened to you know um i think our as as our as artists comedians you know that which is also something incredible you know it's not only just making the thing but you also kind of have an audience for it at times which is um you know again i hear so many fucking artists fucking moaning and wanking on about how fucking difficult what what they do is and how kind of vulnerable they make themselves and how dangerous it is it's all fuck off you piece of shit you know you're not a fucking trawler man are you you're not a fucking (laughs) teacher or a fucking nhs worker i don't know yeah but but having said having said that yes it is very difficult at times i've wanted to kill myself because of my art um uh, yeah yeah it is probably one of the easiest things thinking about it that we could possibly do like you mentioning bus drivers that's a lot harder than being a oh, comedian totally like, totally of it is. yeah i mean heckles i mean you get spat at or punched <laughs> just for kind of yeah yeah you don't you don't have to have a kind of a spit guard being or maybe you do have a have a spit guard in some place <laughs> being a comedian i don't really know because i'm not a comedian you but, do um, now i think you do yeah now. You need yeah to... Yeah. So, so t- I mean, your work is so complex and um, so um, so much harder than being a bus driver. Your work, but um, thank you. Two two main things come across for me from your from your work. Um, firstly, the amount you record, the amount mm. you record your projects, audio, I guess, mainly also video. Yeah. I, I've heard you talking on other things about sometimes recording without a fixed idea of what what the project is going to become which is very interesting do you do you sometimes record when you have absolutely nothing in mind no project in mind like you're not even thinking of doing a project but you'll be recording anyway uh yeah totally yeah Mm. i mean just on the bus like i hear an interesting conversation I'll, i'll i'll um not my interesting conversation um, I'm not talking about, you know, someone, uh, yeah, just like, oh, wow, look, listen to what they're saying. And it was an amazing one that I recorded, just comes to mind about a, a bloke talking about his a breakup with his girlfriend. And um, obviously, it's, I could only hear one side, but then he was also interlinking it with talking about watching Star Wars and how great it was, um, the latest Star Wars. So it was kind of like really weird. And he was shouting as well, so I didn't really mind recording him. But yeah, I do. I I do. I think, in fact, I did just try and think about the recording side of things before I came on. And, and it kind of came from, again, a, a difficult time. No, I only started really recording stuff in... only only started recording stuff 20 years ago. Um <laughs> <laughs> but you know i wasn't before there before that it's kind of like and it kind of happened after feeling really bad i started to record kind of breakdowns and weird shit that's how it kind of started mm. um because it kind of gave me some kind of impact empowerment of the situation when i was going mad it kind of it felt like wow i can own it if i make turn it into art almost if if i record it that's where it came from so yeah i do mm. still record things without a, pro- a specific project in mind because i i think my stuff is from what i do is from out there you know and mm. I, I don't often know the pro- what the projects are so i just go and record stuff anyway or so yeah not mm. all the time i'm not I, I don't do it all the time now but 
Is, is, is there a sense, and I've heard you use the word legitimise uh, about recording, it legitimises your actions. I heard you talking very yeah. <laughs> amusing, funnily, about um, listening to people having sex. And if you're, yeah. not, if, yeah. you, if you're listening to someone having sex, it's, it's um, weird. But if yeah. you're recording it for yeah. art, then it's yeah, art. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally. Fine. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, so. it's, it, is, it, is a, it is a ludicrous thought way round it but it's great it but it's true yeah the loophole there is a fuck it's not my it's not my fault look at the loophole guys um yeah it, it does it kind of does legitimize what i do in a very weird circular mm. way um by presenting by presenting stuff by presenting a kind of breakdown in a previous show it was it, it it felt okay to have having recorded it if that makes sense and yeah. having recorded it made it felt like oh i can i can use it as a piece of work it was kind of a, a kind of bit of an odd loop in my head yeah but it mm. does certainly but it's kind of my work as well i think you know yeah. it's it's kind of what because i'm not particularly you know i'm not a man and mike crophone um kind of person um uh you know or i can't i haven't got the thoughts in my head quickly enough to be eloquent or interesting it's just what i do you know that is kind of mm. what i do i i get gather material i make films or mm. or videos or audio bits out of it you know so it's kind of partly me as well it's so there's three reasons or two reasons or no reasons for it <laughs> well you mentioned it's kind of started in a you know more difficult period of your life mm. is, there, is, there, is there any sense that recording things um even if you're doing nothing in particular mm. you know keeps those negative thoughts and emotions away because in essence even if you're doing nothing if you're recording it then you are doing something you are yeah. in essence working and achieving something even if you're in reality doing very little you know yeah um oh god i'm trying to work it out sorry i'm having a brain a brain slowdown um no rush um count the count the uh, right angles in the room while you're thinking. oh yeah yeah um <laughs> I, th I think it's oh god oh god i'm really kind of slowing down here i think it's i oh no you might have to cut cut you well you don't have to you can <laughs> willingly keep it in but i think mike's got again um uh, <laughs> there is also a kind of i'm not answering your question actually but i'm kind of there's also a kind of pressure as well to recording where i feel like i ha it has to i want it to be be amazing for something as well so that's kind of a weird fucked up wave like oh i just record stuff yes but also i want to make sure i get the get the shot or get the angle or get the thing for the shot it's got to be for the art for art's purposes do you know what i mean it's got mm. to sound good or so it's kind of weird because even recording nothing i'm aware of a kind of when i say recording nothing i mean recording without thought there's all there's still a there's sometimes a thought in there that I need to be able to use this. Yeah. And, and I, so, I, I, yeah, I, I need, you know, uh, yeah, I'm thinking of a breakup, you know, when I first started, you know, I really put that, bless her, put that person under a lot of strain with my, me being absolutely mental, sticking a camera in her face when we were breaking up, you know, 
Mm. It's like, oh, fucking horrific thing to do. Uh, but I, it was something I ha- had to do because of the loophole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I guess the interesting thing is it's how different you will act when you're not recording than when you're recording. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's an obvious yeah. psychology of work that when the task has no meaning... Yeah. people work less hard that's you know numerous yes. psychological experiments will say that yeah. it's a very obvious point but if does your life have the meaning if you're not recording and will you act very differently if you're not recording well i, I suppose there is a there is an unfair bias as well in recording that i am the the person in pat in power and in mm. charge of the situation because i can mm. always choose to turn the video camera or microphone off i suppose so there is a kind of that is an unfair skew towards me. And I know then that I I am slightly different. I am, I think I'm slightly different when, I mean, I forget that the, the cameras are rolling or that the mics are on. I really do. I go into a situation they're on. I'm just recording everything. So that's one thing. But there are at times, I've noticed that when I turn the camera on me that, wow, I then feel a bit, strange or like i can feel my, the 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 i go into a i'm on camera mode and that kind mm. of completely changes the the reality of the the situation almost i don't mm. know if that oh man are we getting is this, is this boring <laughs> uh, let me give mike a call and see where he is and yeah. i'll uh, see see he's halfway down the m1 trying to um trying to find new presenters and new ideas <laughs> It's just. Yeah. Um, I hope you're recording this because. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. I just nodded off there. Did we? Are we still going? Oh, I hope you're recording this, Kim, because uh, yeah, Mike isn't. <laughs> um, right. Um, well, what, what? I mean, what? What makes you happy out of your, I mean, working all the time. I mean, if you're recording all the time, yeah. you're working all the time. I, working I, all the time for me makes me happy. You know, it's like I've got this, I've got, as I say, I've got this thing on the on the wall, make your mark yeah. on the world. And I yes. feel like we have one chance yeah. um, to make our mark, whether that's through art or simply being yeah. a good person or whatever it yeah. is. And that's important. Yeah. That drives me. Does the work yeah. drive you to make your mark on the world? I, I, I heard that phrase in the last episode of your podcast, actually. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I want to, I, I mean, I know, I, I heard you discussing this in a in a, a previous episode that you, how is it for you right now? And I'm twisting it around, but just to, mm. to because you're not able to do stand up right at the moment. Mm. Yeah. So is that is that depressing then? Well, you said it was, I think. You know, it is absolutely. I need to do. I need to feel like I'm doing something every day. So we did this daily during lockdown and yes. it was it yeah. was more, more for me probably than yeah, anyone yeah, else yeah, yeah. because it was I feel like I need to if I get to the end of the day and I haven't done something people that are not in the creative world yeah. uh, you know partners or friends they say Nathan just chill out just do watch a film or whatever just you don't yeah. have to do any, everything every day and I feel like I need to for my own mm. mental health I feel like yeah. I need just something small just something definitely small. Yeah, um, well, total. I mean, it's weird, isn't it, that we're kind of in a weird trade, I suppose, of, of in in where we are and what we do. And I do, I kind of feel so wrapped up in to to a bad extent in what I do. Um, 
kind of 24 7 really um that it doesn't really make me happy i do feel like i want to make a mark but it doesn't really make me happy um um i kind of live it all the time i'm not saying i'm doing it all the time but i'm kind of thinking and live it i don't have i'm a bit of a fucking loser you know i don't really have anything else you know i don't have um a, you know i i have my work yeah a piece i did i performed something in Belgium a couple of weeks ago and well it was it was cancelled first of all because of lockdown but they invited four or five people to watch this thing and um god that was the most devastating hour it was just awful I just came off oh, it was just like dreadful because they they didn't like it these five people and they were in face masks and um oh, so and five people came to watch you in belgium yeah yeah well right. it, it was because it's closed but it was people known people from the theater um because okay. public weren't allowed in um oh it was just dreadful you know and it was just like wow that's and that's really affected me since since doing that um well one of your shows was that was that yeah it's just a new something new i'm working on and and it's and it might be shit, you know. I'm facing that that it might be um, a couple of years' work might be absolutely rubbish, uh, oh. judging by five Belgians' reaction. Um, <laughs> they kind of said afterwards. They said that devastating thing of thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are I, there are quite a lot of ways that you can i i do like the the <laughs> there are those phrases that you can use when you don't like a piece of work aren't there <laughs> yeah that yeah. you can go you go and see a you know you go and see your mate's work mate's show or or you come out and you go oh wow um you've really given me something to think about <laughs> thank you yeah that's one another one i've got i love these another one is um you concentrate on one part of the show that you can bear like the lighting <laughs> and you can say yeah wow i really love the light the lighting was absolutely superb um another one that i like is that um someone i know came to see my show and i know that they didn't like it and i saw them uh, a couple of weeks later and they came up to me and they said, oh, wow, my friend really liked your show. So uh, still a compliment there, but, <laughs> but, uh, don't have to but they didn't do any of those. They just said, thank you, which is, <laughs> I think, which I didn't realize is wor the worst thing anyone could possibly say <laughs> yeah, yeah. after kind yeah. of be bearing your soul for an hour is, is thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank and then, um, me, me and a mate were trying to come up with things that we could say to people to k disguise the fact that we thought it was shit. Things like, yeah. well, there's good, there's very good. And then there's what you've just done. Oh, that's really <laughs> nice, that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good one. Any more? That's without saying it yeah. was shit. You yeah. know, all these things like, uh, I mean, God, I'm totally. I'm totally blown away by that. You know, yes, just like yeah. by how bad it was, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, um, yeah. I can't wait it's to come gonna, and see your show take... then and come, come to you afterwards. Thank you, Kim. Thank, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Um, it's given me something to think about, I think is another one. It's given me something to think about. <laughs> I might have just said that one. But yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, oh God. So I, I don't know where we're going with this but or what the question was. But yeah, that was kind of absolutely devastating. Um, yeah. Uh, so 
it is trying to make my mark. I, I, I want mm. to. I feel that's what. But it's all like, this is what I was going to say. But it's kind of all I've got, if that makes sense. I don't have a child. Mm. Not that you have to have a child, but I don't have a, a child. You can have more than one. I don't have children. <laughs> I don't have a wife. don't have to have a wife, but, you, but I haven't got one. You can have more than one. Um, I don't, you know, I don't have a mortgage. I don't have a family. You know, I don't, I'm not settled. So I kind of all I have, I was trying to work it out while I was just so devastated was it's all I've got, you know? Mm. And yeah. um, that's um, why I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure the, the, even if you've got, I'm not saying that even if you've got a wife and children, it doesn't mean that your show, your, you don't give a, you don't give an actual shit about your, how well your show goes. <laughs> Cause I've got a wife and child. <laughs> and that... <laughs> I should say that when gigs go, gigs yeah. go bad. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah. I've got kids. Yeah. What yeah have you yeah. got? Yeah. We've have you got, got a mortgage? Well. Have, you got, have you got your own house as well? I've got, I don't yeah. give a shit. I've got a house that I'm having to pay a mortgage on. <laughs> you cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, so I, I, I don't mean that, but I suppose I kind of live. I do feel I live my art twenty four seven, and that's quite a yeah. bad thing. You know, I, I don't know how to get away from it. It's not like uh, I don't want to. I'm not making. I'm not kind of making stuff all the time. You know, I don't mean mm. that. You know, but yeah. So I do want to make my mark. Yes. So that is the end of part one of my conversation with Kim Noble. Next week, I'll find out if he feels he has made his mark and so much more. I know that people think I'm a complete wanker. And sometimes I do come across like that in, in work. I, th I think I am a caring person. I think I am at heart, you know, not at heart. I think I just am. So that was our show for today. Join us again next week for more Psychomedy on Apple Podcasts, Spotify UK, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you liked it, please give us a five-star review. It helps other people to find us and only psychopaths leave three-star reviews. Psychomedy was written and presented by me, Nathan Casty, BSC in Psychology, produced and edited by Mike Hansen, BA English for Pop People Productions, theme music by Mike as well. So that's Psychomedy. Please subscribe, rate, and listen back on all the great episodes so far. They're listed in this video clips and more at psychomedy.co.uk. And if you'd like to support the podcast for £5 a month, please, and get loads of bonus uncut video and more, go to patreon.com slash Nathan Cassidy. Follow us on social media at PodPeopleUK, at PsychomedyPod, at Nathan Cassidy, and at Mr. Kim Noble. Lots of love. See you again next week for part two. Ball.